Frontier. I'm Comrade Britain. And I'm Sweaty Ambrosia. These are the voyages of the starship USS Protector, our ongoing mission. To explore old movies, both based and incredibly fucking based. <laughs> and to boldly go by Grabthar's Hammer! Soy Trek the Podcast is here! Ears, there for listening. Oh, welcome. What if that was like the um, the THX like surround sound? Oh, people would walk out of movies all the time. All the time. All the time. Oh, we're gonna be listening to the movie that way. I'm fucking done. Yeah, yeah. That's. We should make a movie. Yeah, we should. Called Ears. Called Ears. Ears, the motion picture. <laughs> All about Ears. Everything you ever wanted to know about Ears. <laughs> and it's a, it's a, it's in black and white, but more like black and black, because mm. it's just a, a listening film. Oh, okay. A, a listening film, which most people call, like, a podcast. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, Wasn't that movie uh, released like that recently? Like it was uh, like- Yeah, yeah. There was something that was... Uh, it was about like a place where they weren't allowed to record mm. video or something like that, some mm. village or something. It, was, it sounded really interesting. Mm. Um, so you're yeah. just listening to them talk to people. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Which mm. sounds, I mean, with enough depth and stuff, it could be like I could see the interest and intrigue in that. Mm. Yeah. I could, I could, I could, I could jerk off to something like that. There you go. Yeah. They could have like animated it, like an artist rendition. They could have, but they decided not to, and that's what sets it apart from other films, mm. is the fact that it's kind of not a film. Oh, I got you. So, right. So it is kind of like a podcast. Kind of. <laughs> but they'll never play play our podcast in a movie theater. No. no. I think I think after that introduction, like with the THX thing, like... Uh-huh. They'll, they'll play us in uh, Abu Ghraib to torture prisoners. Oh, speak and we mentioned uh, M. Night Shyamalan in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like, people would just think the happening's going on because everyone mm. in the theater would just, like, be finding very creative ways to kill themselves. <laughs> right, <laughs> like, right, right. Just, just, like, yeah, just, like, starting a lawnmower and then going and sit th- laying in front of it. And somehow all these, all these things are available to them in the theater. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. So, uh, let's get into the meat of what we're here to talk the, about today. The, the meat, the vegan meat. The vegan meat of it. Um, so, we watched motherfucking Galaxy Quest. Love Galaxy Quest. We fucking love Galaxy Quest. And uh, we'll talk about more why we love Galaxy yes. Quest. 
Um, but before we get into that, go to patreon.com slash dumbidiotbs to support us on Patreon. It keeps us ad three editorially independent yeah. uh, and, uh, you know, just cruising along and saying whatever the fuck we want, mm-hmm. giving it to you for free. For free. But also, uh, you get bonus episodes if you sign up there. Mm. At least one a week. Yeah. Um, you also get, uh, I don't know, depending on your tier, access to my Plex server, which has an insane wealth of film and television. It do. It do have that. Um, I, I recently got rid of all my subscription services except uh, for your Plex server. Hell yeah. We love yeah. to see it. Yeah. You know, I'm... I do still have a couple of subscription services, and you do have access to a couple of them, I think. Oh, do I? Oh, or at okay. least uh, you do to um, Paramount Plus. Mm. Yeah, you're on. I, I only really used Paramount Plus to watch uh, Star Trek. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you put them, and you put the episodes up. And I put basically. better versions of like Voyager and Deep Space Nine up yep. than they have. Than they got. Yeah. Yeah, and like yeah, I was thinking about the, yeah, it's like yeah, I don't. Like I was, I was like, I keep Paramount around, and I never use it <laughs> because yeah. I was watching the your, the Star Trek episodes on your Plex server anyway. Right, because I put them up like night of, yeah, usually. So and yeah, and also like it messed up. Uh, uh, was watching some Enterprise episodes and mm-hmm. uh, some of the Enterprise episodes on Paramount. Um, it, the app itself weren't working. No shit. Yeah. And I bet they work on my motherfucking Plex server. I bet they do. Someone actually recently uh, on there watched through all of Enterprise. Oh, really? Yeah. Hell yeah. One of our one of our listeners, in fact. So nice. If you're out there and you just watched through Enterprise on my Plex server, I know you're watching. <laughs> I know you're watching and I'm listening. I'm listening. Congratulations. <laughs> yes. Watch your action. Or Porthos, I love Porthos. He's such a good dog. Why doesn't everyone have a dog on a ship? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Good question. Why? Yeah, why not? <laughs> I, I would love to have a dog on a ship. Except the thing, the dog would be really bored, especially on the Enterprise. Yeah, on the uh, only you know Enterprise, Enterprise, mm-hmm. with, uh, um, because that was like before they even had like um, like a holodeck. Like, so if you wanted to take your dog on like a nice little nature walk, you think also animals can perceive. Mm-hmm holodeck and like be, con- be convinced by it or would they are, yeah. they are their senses too high i i i don't think they'd be i don't know that's a good question like because some animals have like more extra sensory things but i think yeah, other, like al- the smells a- other aliens either. would too so mm. you got to figure they probably adjust for that in some way mm. yeah it's true no. yeah because like yeah and because like like a dog is mostly like uses smell to mm-hmm. understand their surroundings and would the smells be similar or would they be different like would there not be smells at all mm. like good question mm. well i guess i know what question i'm going to p- bring up to like any random star trek actor if mm-hmm. <laughs> at the next at, ne- at a star trek convention uh, can you explain to me if a dog can perceive the holodeck the way, same way we can <laughs> <laughs> and they're like get away from <laughs> yeah. Security. <laughs> Kill this man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's someone who would be glad to, like Michael Okuda, if he was at a fucking... Oh, Michael he would, probably, he would be He'd be like, oh, I have an answer for this. He's uh, like, actually, it's in a book I wrote. Yeah. <laughs> don't you fucking read. Don't you fucking read my shit, you fucking ant, fucking, like, fucking tourist. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> fucking plebe. Fucking plebe. God damn you. Mm. How dare you bring me these questions. Yeah. The Okuda has, has spoken. <laughs> Uh, once again, that's patreon.com slash dumbidiotbs. Go sign up now. Yeah, go sign up. Thank you, everyone, for all your support. We love you. Yeah, you're, you're really wonderful. But uh, if you are part of the Patreon, every week you get to vote on what we watch next mm. week. And uh, thank God, uh, after last week when we reviewed Star Wars Episode Three, uh, Revenge of the Sith, that was a real slog. But this yep. week... It we, was fun talking about it. It wasn't fun watching it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> I, I had fun making the podcast, but, like, actually taking notes on it was a fucking slog. God, yeah, watching it. I can't... I get, like, because, I, like, yeah, I mean, like we said it, like, I only saw the Plinket review ever of it. Mm-hmm. Like, watching it. Whew. So this was... So this week was a nice change of pace. Because, it was a great change of pace because yeah. uh, our patrons voted on <laughs> us watching 1999's Galaxy Quest. A.K.A the best Star Trek movie. Say that again. The best Star Trek movie ever! <laughs> yeah. It's it's a de-fucking lightful film, mm-hmm. but we'll get into why. This one uh, released on Christmas... 1999. Was it released on Christmas? It was December 25th. Yeah, I I don't remember it being released, but uh, I did see it in theaters. I don't think on Christmas, but I did see it in theaters. Yeah. And I remember enjoying it then. Mm -hmm. Um, This one was directed by Dean Parasot, whose other uh, credits include Fun with Dick and Jane and Mm. Bill and Ted Face the Music, the third Bill and Ted film, which I thought... Uh, fun with Dick and Jane is a real miserable film with Jim Carrey. Yeah, I, I'd never seen it. I mm-hmm. I was kind of keenly aware of mm-hmm. kind of what the premise is, like they become criminals or something. Or, yeah, yeah. I was just like, no, I'm gonna skip that one. Yep. The Leone, I mm-hmm. think. In it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Bill and Ted Face the Music was pretty all right. Yeah. I enjoyed that enough. Yeah, I had uh, what's her face, um, Mr. Smith's niece, oh, Miss really? Samara Weaving. Oh, oh! Yeah. I didn't know they were related. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Samara oh. Weaving and Hugo Weaving. Yeah, they're, yeah. yeah they're, she's like his niece or something. Oh, do you think they weave together? Yeah, they probably. I mean, that's like their namesake. So I guess it like yeah. runs in the family. They're re- like really good weavers. Yeah, they better be. Yeah. So, uh, the film is written by two people: David Howard and Robert Gordon. David Howard, uh, his only other movie credit is a movie called Trek the Movie. Of mm. no relation to Star Trek. Really? And it's a Mormon film. Woof. He also has directed a lot of television, including the pilot for Monk in 2002. Okay, so that makes sense that cause had Tony <clears throat> Shalhoub, you know, later went on to do Monk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, apparently. That's, and that's interesting because, like, from what I was reading, like, apparently, like, Galaxy Quest was originally a much darker violent film hmm. before um, Tim Allen was attached to it. I'm glad it wasn't a darker, more violent film. Same. Like, I think that would have ruined it because, like, mm-hmm. apparently there was, like, much more sex and violence and, like, mm-hmm. there was going to be, like, people being killed in very extravagant ways. It doesn't and, need it. No, it honestly. doesn't. Yeah, I think, I think keeping in tone 
with mm-hmm. like the kind of like the 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 tone of Star Trek itself, mm-hmm. sort of like you know bright, colorful, like um, you know well lit, mm-hmm. all that stuff, and kind of just like not hyper violent or anything. Like mm-hmm. I think was a good idea. Right, it, it, it increased the level of parody where it's like if it was like a dark slog where people are just getting decapitated and stuff, it wouldn't it wouldn't have translated well as a as a parody of Star Trek. No, no, I totally agree with that. And it wasn't it wasn't so much a parody of Star Trek as it was of like fan culture in yeah. general. Yeah, that's which true. I appreciated. Yeah. Although, you know, you can definitely take it literally as a parody of Star Trek since yeah. the fan culture it's mocking is Star Trek culture. Yeah. <laughs> because although and a lot of people don't really think about this like Fan culture is generally a new phenomenon. Mm-hmm. I mean, merchandising has been a thing forever, and there have been like sci-fi conventions and stuff like that forever. But like now, we have like fandoms for everything. Oh, everything! Everything! Everything has like a fucking podcast about it. Yeah. Uh, everything, you know, uh, has like some sort of cultural cachet where people are like fucking obsessed with it. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, I respect that, I guess, but it's like. You know, it's this. This is mocking basically back when there was, you know, like Star Trek conventions and Star Wars conventions, mm-hmm. and not a whole lot of other options. You know, yeah, they had, yeah. they had, they've had broader things like anime conventions and stuff like that. But now, you know, you see conventions for even things like Sherlock Holmes, yeah, and you know, Ugh. very very niche kind of stuff. Yeah, like um, I can't ima- I can't I can't wrap my head around the Sherlock Holmes fan people. Yeah. Like the specifically like the Benedict Cum- Cumberbatch one. Yeah, the that show hasn't aged well. No. <laughs> no, not at all. It's kind of silly. Um so the other writer of this film is Robert Gordon, uh who's probably most notable for co-write or for writing Men in Black 2. Wow. And Lemony Snicket's a series of unfortunate events, the one with uh Jim Carrey. Interesting. So they both have or both him and the director and have the director. A, a, a Jim Carrey oh, yeah. uh, connection. Yeah. Jim connection. Jim, the Jim, Jim connection. Canary action. <laughs> that doesn't work at all. Someday. Someday we'll find it. The Jim Carrey connection. The Jim Carrey's erection. <laughs> <laughs> the dreamers. The lovers and me. Um, <laughs> the boner and me. <laughs> I mean, like, I guess he's got a hole right in his back, like a big old soft velvety hole where you stick your uh, hand, yeah, right? So, I mean, it'd be pretty easy to fuck Hermit the Frog, right? Do you think Jim Henson ever did? At least Miss Piggy. Or that was. <laughs> I mean, is there any question? Did he? Have you looked at the guy? No, I guess. I guess I he guess. looks like a guy who fucks puppets. <laughs> <laughs> Weren't puppets there at his funeral? Probably. They probably were. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Mm. Yeah. There's like there's like a Miss Piggy Muppet, and then like weird like half Muppet half human children. Yeah. But she's sitting all the way in the back so they can't <laughs> see it. So his wife so his human wife doesn't just, see. Just like they all they're all like Miss Piggy with really weird beards. 
also they're just being operated by a, by a, like a disembodied hand. <laughs> There's just like a hand that's just like sticking out of them. <laughs> that's like, not connected to anything else. It's like, just a like, hand. Yeah, like uh, like the thing from Adam's <laughs> yeah, family. Yeah, yeah, it's like the thing from Adam's uh, family that's controlling them. Yeah. So yeah, like so if they they go and get like an X-ray done, and there's just like a human hand inside of them <laughs> as their bones. <laughs> imagine, imagine having to x-ray a puppet <laughs> that, 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 that someone did that where like there was like a whole post where some like it showed uh like a puppet going through an mri machine you know as, as like kind of like a promotion thing yeah and then people were just like yeah that mri basically made me bankrupt <laughs> you know and then they're just like doing it for free on a puppet yeah, right. <laughs> that sucks yeah america baby yeah we love to see it America, <laughs> um, so we open in this movie on a ship flying through space. Um, they have survived another day and lived to tell the tale, says the captain. Suddenly they're flanked by an enemy and dead to rights. Surrender suggested, but the captain, played by Tim Allen, says never give up, never surrender. He orders an activation of Omega 13. Oh shit. To be continued. It's revealed this is playing at a sci fi convention. Uh, they are the first audience to see the Lost Galaxy Quest two parter since it was originally aired in 1982. The announcer calls out the crew of the NESA protector to the stage. So, uh, Already we start off with an interesting premise of a show getting, like, canceled mm -hmm. in, like, a cliffhanger. Yeah. Which has definitely happened in a lot of things before. Oh, yeah. And definitely, like, ruined a lot of shows before, especially with things like writer strikes and mm -hmm. actor strikes to disrupt them. Mm -hmm. um, uh, yeah. Uh, so, already, like, kind of prescient. Uh, yeah. Because this movie was made in 99 and, like... Mm -hmm. The, the first big writer strike was in, what, like, 2006 or 2007 or something like that? Yeah, I think, yeah, the Heroes. Mm -hmm. I know the second season of Heroes, they tried going along with it. And yeah. Hero, Hero, and Heroes was like, ugh, yeah. second season. Like, didn't make any sense. Yeah, what's, uh, what, what are your shows that you think got canceled too soon? Uh, OA, for sure. OA? Yeah, OA is, like, something that I've been really mad about, mm -hmm. like, them canceling it and... Because that was such a because uh, like there was like uh, Britt Marling had like an idea to have like five seasons to completely tell the story and mm -hmm. then like they only got two seasons. Oh, that really sucks. Yeah, <laughs> she a said. Big bummer. She said like maybe like release like release the rest in novels, which I'm fine with. Like mm -hmm. novels are fine, but it just had a really good um, like the it had a very interesting story, good sound, some, some music. Just uh, excellent actors, so I was like, "That's it." Was sad to see it go. That sounds rad as fell. Rad yeah. as fell. Rad yeah. as fell. Rad as fell. Rad as fell. Rad as fell sounds like a <laughs> sick like rocker name. Yeah. That's like a guy who wears a lot of. I'm rad as fell. And are you ready to rock? Are you ready to rat? Yeah. <laughs> are you ready to rat? Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, wait, one more time for me. Hell yeah. Um, so, in the back, the crew is getting ready, and Tim Allen is late. So, <coughs> already we have him being kind of like a, a prima donna figure. Yeah. 
a lot of people say he's based off of uh, William Shatner, mm-hmm. and apparently William Shatner became friends with Tim Allen because uh, of this role. Interesting. Yeah, I know. I know. He said like, oh, I didn't really see myself in this, but I saw Nichelle Nichols, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and then like a Sigourney Weaver. I was like, but yeah, I think you know, I get guess kind of tongue in cheek. He's like, I didn't, I didn't see myself at all in Tim Allen's performance. <laughs> mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, so. They have uh, the announcer who is played by Sam Rockwell with a mustache. Yeah, I love Sam Rockwell. I love Sam Rockwell with a mustache. <laughs> and he is just like a really good actor. He's mm-hmm. a solid a solid character actor in like any performance. He, yeah, he's like, he's my, like a guy I want to see in a lot, lot more stuff. Like, mm-hmm. like you've seen Moon and stuff, right? Yeah, he's so good in God, Moon. God, I love yeah, Moon. Yeah. I was, and, um, uh, I was also making like some Moon and avatar 2 connections in my brain the other day yeah just like you know capitalism while you were jerking off well i was jerking off yeah uh but like just like you know capitalism's Mm -hmm. goal is to one day yeah just like have like just clones that they just like exploit that that are just like stuck in some purgatory of constantly being like uh just cloned again for the same job just like you know like um stephen lang's character and um uh you know the 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 uh, the Marine dude in Avatar 2 and then mm-hmm. um, Sam Rockwell in Moon. So oh, yeah. Like, yeah, they'll just take your consciousness and recycle it so mm-hmm. they can have a welder forever. Yeah, just have a welder forever. Yeah. <laughs> they would, too. They will. <laughs> they will, yeah. It's, they're they're going to make you sign it away for, like, a, a signing bonus of, like, $11,000. <laughs> We're kind of already doing that. That's one of the thing, like, you know, this, um, the uh, Actors Guild's uh, mm-hmm. fighting against the Screen oh, yeah. Actors Guild. Because, yeah, like, yeah. they can just, like... Like, um, take an entire screen grab of your entire body mm-hmm. and then use your body. Like, people were signing up for this, yeah. No, like, to meet for like video actors. games and stuff yeah. like that, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because they're like, uh, we own your likeness now. Yep, yeah, <laughs> and yeah, so basically, they're already doing it with the technology that's available. So, mm-hmm. it's like once we're able to actually make like real meat clones at cheap, like, yeah, they're just gonna have like an entire clone workforce that they can pay and pretend money mm. <laughs> and like pretend you have a have a wife waiting for you at home or you know like in moon yeah <laughs> and then just like extract your value and then just like put you in a tube and burn you to death. yeah sounds fun sounds fun sounds fun mm. i like the putting you in a tube and burning you yeah yeah that sounds kind of nice god that would be awesome sounds, sounds like uh sounds hot yeah <laughs> uh so alan rickman uh who's playing alexander dane uh, who's in turn playing a character called Dr. Lazarus on the show Galaxy Quest, commiserates his position as a serious actor saying stupid sci-fi lines. Sigourney Weaver playing Gwen DeMarco, who played Lieutenant Tawny Madison on the show, has little sympathy as her character on the show is just a sub- sex object in the same vein as perhaps Seven of Nine. Mm. Yeah. Do you know her boobs in this movie were pr- prosthetics? Really? Those weren't her real boobs? Yeah, those were, weren't her real boobs. Bummer. We should have. I wish she came back with her real pubic hair, like <laughs> like in the first Alien. Oh yeah. Yeah, that was <laughs> that was the star of the film. Is her fucking 
rad bush. <laughs> rad bush. That's the only bush I want in the White House, baby. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sigourney Weavers. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was surprised to read that too. I was just like, ah, oh, those those are prosthetics. And I guess she on the set she was throwing them at people and stuff. That's that's pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah. She, she probably <laughs> resented that. She was probably like, this is stupid. Whatever. <laughs> she lo- apparently loved her blonde wig though. She yeah. The, the, she looks great in blonde. She does. Yeah. 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 Yeah, she, she, I mean, she, she looks great anyway. She's a beautiful woman. Oh yeah, absolutely yeah. stunning. And she mm-hmm. and yeah, she wore the um, she kept the blonde wig after the and the prosthetic boobs. After. Oh, that rocks! Yeah. Hell yeah, hell yeah, girl, <laughs> you get it. Um, so suddenly Tim Allen, who's playing Jason Mess Nesmith, who played Commander Peter Quincy Taggart, comes in through the back door, and he is jazzed. He's jazzed up. He's, he's, he probably smoked a jazz cigarette. Probably a jazz limousine. cigarette. Did a couple <laughs> lines of uh, the the jazz rock. Yeah. Well, you know, who, you know who was supposed to be, I guess, played. I mean, you could probably see it in his performance. But Tony Shalhoub, he mm-hmm. was he, he was supposedly be playing his his role high the entire time. But you don't ever she's ever say him do any drugs. No, no, no. But you, someone does ask him. A guy asks him if he's stoned at one yeah. point. I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which was pretty funny. But yeah, I guess to keep it like PG, they had to like make sure he didn't uh, get high at all during the, um, on screen. Mm-hmm. Um, what was his character's name? Fred Kwan. Fred Kwan, uh, who played uh, Deck Commander Chen or something. Yeah, Deck, Deck, yeah, Deck, Deck Sergeant Chen, I think. Yeah. Or he was supposed to be playing like a person of questionable ethnic origin. Ethnic, ethnic origin, playing mm-hmm. like someone from another ethnic origin. <laughs> yeah, we love that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just like you, they couldn't figure out what the fuck to do with Harry Kim. Yeah, yeah. And he like kept suggesting like fucking like things from from his culture for them to include and they just like included very vague asian stuff instead <laughs> or like chakotay yeah. yeah just like just like I, I don't think robert beltran offered any help on that one no he did not like yeah they just had the white guy they hired as the native expert yeah like, just make up stuff on the fly pretty cool yeah it's pretty awesome so yeah yeah i guess he was I, yeah guys kind of like yeah cross between like because i guess there was lots of like um voyager references because i think like Sigourney Weaver makes the comment like she had a t- TV guide spread about her, mm-hmm. but it was all about her boobs. No, which, no. Which it actually happened to Jerry Ryan no. when, uh, when she was interviewed for Seven of Nine. I guess no. like um, the entire interview was just about her boobs. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no. Um, so. <laughs> Nesmith asks if he's too late for Alexander's panic attack, <laughs> which is a great line. Uh, everybody is scorning him, and he asks what he did. The crew exonerates Nesmith for being late, and Alexander tries to leave. Uh, they get him before he does, and the crew begins to make their way to the stage. Meanwhile, Nesmith threatens Alexander into doing the show. Alexander makes his way to the stage and says his famous line, by Grabthaw's hammer, you will be avenged. <laughs> uh, and and he, uh, it's really well played, and he like winces at this. Yeah. And like, we're going to talk about it a lot, I'm sure. But like, um, Alan Rickman is fantastic in this he film. He is amazing. He earns every fucking bit of his paycheck. Mm-hmm. He brings me to tears at one point. Same. Like, you just like, he, he, uh, you know, it, the, it's a, it's a, it's a well-made film, and he shines in it. Yep. Yeah, and it's like a role that like is clearly you know just supposed to be like a play on Spock, you know, and also mm-hmm. like Leonard Nimoy's own like 
complicated relationship with the character of Spock. Yeah, like his and, book, I'm not Spock. Yeah, and then like I am Spock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it's just like, and so it's. I think it's very easy to just be like, okay, well that's that's obviously the character, but you, but I think Alan Rickman adds so much to the role where you just like by the end you're just fully on board with his journey mm-hmm. from like just like from from it being cringe to just it being completely sincere and that's really sweet it is really sweet it's yeah. it's it feels like a yeah a very like honest in in touching film which like mm-hmm. uh i almost get that like it's co-written by like a mormon guy because <laughs> yeah. there's a certain like amount of like feeling and like community and mm-hmm. like heart to the film yeah yeah that you don't necessarily see in more nihilistic comedies no, definitely not. Or even like the TNG films themselves. Yeah, straight up, <laughs> you don't which, see, are, which yeah. are a little more nihilistic, I think. <laughs> which are nihilistic and mm-hmm. don't bring that some same. And yeah, and the like the the, the feeling of together is also like you know feel with these characters. Like obviously they're not the characters they are on screen. Like mm-hmm. they're like in in person they all like obviously resent one another and mm-hmm. like and only drawn together because this is like their only chance at a paycheck it was mm-hmm. like reliving this like this this job they had 20 years ago <laughs> mm-hmm. but then like but they still have like this sort of like camaraderie and like togetherness which is very sweet yeah it is yeah. we uh we love to see it yeah and it, it it seems like they do have like similar relationships with um nesmith you know as the mm-hmm. lead as like a lot of people uh on the original star trek have with william shatner yeah like, so, some <laughs> yeah. of them seemed to like hate him in private but like him in public yeah you know in a lot mm-hmm. of ways yeah absolutely like yeah just like resent him but mm-hmm. you know kind of have to like tolerate him yeah <laughs> and definitely think he's like an asshole and a narcissist yeah if maybe a charming one yeah so um next nesmith is called a stage he delivers his famous lines to the crowd and the crowd goes wild uh he tries to keep talking but then his microphone is cut <laughs> i do like how yeah it's like everyone else seems very reluctant and he's just like owning it because that's mm-hmm. like where it's like the others are more realistic about like their that this is being like their purgatory being being tied to this franchise for the rest of their lives but mm-hmm. he's just like I don't care. Like no, he's he's making money. He's making his dollar, fucking doing conventions and shows and shit all the time. He's got a bunch of loyal fans who mm-hmm. talk, come up to him and be like, "We love you." And mm-hmm. he's just like, he's just like, he's just like milks it. He's like, mm. yeah, he's like, like, oh, like, sweet money, sweet That's, sweet money. Yeah, he hears that fandom has changed <laughs> in his pocket, man. Yeah. and and also he gets like you know just like the the feeling of like appreciation and just like and love from everyone too. Yeah, and it's like you know, oh. I get to, I get to, uh, I get to feel good. This is my feel good factory. Feel good factory. Yeah. Feel good. We love to be at the feel good factory, don't we? Yeah. What's your feel good factory? Is it uh, your room masturbating <laughs> alone? <sighs> yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's listening to Gorillas Feel Good Inc. Oh yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's your feel good. <laughs> why does it have to be incorporated? Like, I don't know. Why does I it not feel good LLC? Uh, right. Yeah, that's a good question. We should write the gorillas about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just, like, how many employees do they have? I don't. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, half of them don't even exist in real life. Yeah. Yeah. Because they only got the singer. Like, isn't it really just two guys? Yeah, yeah, but they like play different characters and they have other people play different characters, yeah. so hmm. you know. 
It's cool. Hmm. All right. They, they do a thing. They do a thing. They have a whole show and stuff. Yeah. It's like, you know, fucking weird indie music and then a hip-hop verse and then more weird indie music mm-hmm. and a hip-hop verse. It's whatever. You think they bring all the guest rappers with them on tour? No, no. They, uh, I mean, they they don't have to because, you know, it's, it's like a big animated show, basically. Yeah. Uh, and they can sample whatever they need to. I'm sure I'm, I've seen them with, like, some of the rappers live sometimes, mm. like at festivals and stuff. Okay. But I don't think it's a regular thing they do. I don't think they, like, bring Del the Funky Homo Sapien on tour with them yeah. all the time just to do his, like, one song, <laughs> yeah. two songs with them. They're like, okay, that's the song. Now or, get like, out. The, yeah, the entirety of, uh, like, uh, was it, it was Mob Deep. Who was it? They had uh, one of those. Hmm. One of those fucking rap groups, and they'd okay. have to they'd have to have like multiple rap groups travel with them, which yeah. is like untenable. Perform, to form one song, you yeah. know, for like do four minute set, and then be like, go away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. So, um, a group of aliens. Oh wait. Um, later, they're signing autographs, and people keep approaching Nesmith. Or uh, sorry, uh, Alexander. Uh, saying, by Grabthar's hammer, which annoys him to no end. <laughs> uh, Gwen looks over at Nesmith, and he catches her eye mm. in a romantic way. Oh, shit. Which, this is the only part I didn't love about the film, and I didn't the, think was needed, mm. was, like, this this love kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It should have been more like she learns to tolerate him. <laughs> yeah, because it kind of established it from, I mean, I guess, like, maybe, you know, we there is, like, they work together. Mm-hmm. But really, like, the show was only on... Um, for two years, mm-hmm. like Galaxy Quest, the Galaxy Quest and Moot and Show, I think. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's it's weird, uh, like, uh, but it seems like it. May, I guess they had like a over hundred hundred episode run, yeah, or something. So they're probably in syndication everywhere. Yeah, yeah, I could see. And plus, I guess they've been traveling enough for like. I guess they could potentially have formed some sort of like, you know, will they, won't they type thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anyway, uh, a fan asks about their chemistry, and Nesmith and DeMarco both have differing opinions on their on-screen chemistry. (laughs) A group of aliens approach Nesmith, uh, dressed in silver, and say they need to talk to him about a matter of great importance. Uh, One of these aliens is played by Rain Wilson in his first movie appearance ever. First ever. Uh Uh-huh. Movie appearance. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he'd been on TV before, I think. Yeah. And it's funny, like, uh, I guess he was, like, where it, like, introduces him as a main one, but then he kind of basically disappears for the rest of the film. Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering if they cut out some of his scenes or something. Because uh, this, this he, film is also really well edited. Oh, yeah. So it's, <clears throat> it's very tight, I think. Like, I guess he got, like, a role in another film, in an indie film, and so he kind of had to leave production to do that. And so, like, I guess, like, his role was diminished for the rest of the film. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah. I guess that's why, like, you know, when when they bring in, like, the other guy Mm -hmm. uh, later, Quiddick. Yeah, yeah. I I love Quiddick. Me too. Quiddick Quiddick is the heart of the film. At first I thought Quiddick was Kevin McDonald. No. (laughs) Because he looks kind of like him. He's got a huge forehead like him. And Kevin Kevin McDonald is in this film. He is in this film. Uh, I love it in a very, very random like role where you only see him on screen for maybe like five seconds yeah he, he like announces something yeah and he's like a, <laughs> yeah it, it, by this point like he you know kids in the hall was done and like mm-hmm. you know he's he's like a legendary comedic actor by yeah. this point i think he's really funny yeah and we had kids in the hall brain candy 
Yeah, we bring candy's great. It we is love good. it. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, Nesmith thinks that these aliens are part of a convention appearance and tells them to uh, pick him up in a limo the next day. <laughs> he then tries to hit on Gwen, but she's not having it. No. She turns him down. Nesmith goes into the bathroom and hears a couple of assholes who sound exactly like us <laughs> making fun of him for being a has-been. Later, when signing autographs, a kid played by Justin Long, yeah. also in his first film appearance, wow. asks Nesmith a highly technical question which sets him off, and he yells at the kid and tells him that it's just a show to not take it seriously as he storms off. Also, you know that that um, um, scenario where uh, Nesmith overhears people um, shitting on him in the mm -hmm. bathroom yeah. actually did happen to William Shatner. <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, it's actually based on William Shatner's own experience at a 1986 convention. That where he sucks. <laughs> that the... kind of rules, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and honestly, like that's literally what what we do. Yeah, that's <laughs> literally that's, what we do. Yeah, we're just that, but a lot more public. Yes. Yeah. yeah, we would be like, "Fuck you, William Shatner," and like, and we wouldn't even like he wouldn't even overhear us. We'd be telling him directly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Shatting in his ear. Shatting in his ear. Um, yeah, so Tim Allen, uh, Nesmith, he goes home and he drinks a bunch of scotch whiskey. <laughs> with his pants off. With his pants off <laughs> and a shirt loosely on. Uh, and, uh, yeah, just, uh, watches himself on TV yeah. while getting drunk. <laughs> which is pretty... We've pretty, all been there. I, I haven't watched myself <laughs> on TV. No. I guess I've watched videos of myself while getting drunk, but mm. those were the security camera footage they were showing me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they're like, That's, "Sir, you need to stop drinking the alcohol you stole." That was that was that was uh, evidence A. Yeah. <laughs> in your in your court trial. Yeah, evidence alcohol, <laughs> and you, that you were able to get because you were representing yourself in the in the in the trial. Hell yeah! And they gave it back to me for <laughs> they gave evidence. It back, yeah. You had to, yeah, you're like I am. I can see can view all the evidence. <laughs> yeah. So the next morning, um, Tim Allen wakes up and he's hungover as fuck, still not wearing pants. Uh, and the alien convention group from the day prior uh, come to pick him up. Uh, he's hungover and sleeps for most of the limo ride. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is kind of a fun scene. Uh, the the girl alien, Lealia. Lalaria. Lalaria. Yeah, played by uh, Missy Pyle, who's yeah, yeah. an excellent actress. Yeah, very fun. Uh, and she was great in this. Yeah, she was. Uh, but her communicator's broken, and sh so she speaks in her uh, native language <laughs> very briefly, and it's very grating. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, uh, wait, uh, one more time for me. <laughs> yeah, exactly like that. And it's. And it should be said that the rest of the actors the, of the aliens, as led by Mathazar and Rico Colin, Colin Tony, who is best known for Just Shoot Me, right? Everyone's seen Just Shoot Me. Has everyone seen Just Shoot Me? I'm a, I'm a Just Shoot Me um, super fan. I used to watch it nonstop. Oh, yeah? I love that show. Yeah. <laughs> is it just the title that really gets you? <laughs> yeah. That show was really funny. Had, David Cross was in an episode uh -huh. where he played um, Enrico's um, uh, uh, brother, who was, mm -hmm. who, who was faking a... Um, 
a, brain, a traumatic brain injury where he became very simple. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't didn't wasn't actually he was just milking it his entire life for, like for that. sympathy. That rocks. That was such a funny episode. That's, but, um, that's pretty fun. But uh, and but Enrico in this like that mm-hmm. actor who plays Mathazar. He um, he's responsible for the entire and the way all the aliens act in this film mm-hmm. like of those people because he he did he chose to do that in the audition to act to have the very the very melodic monotone way of speaking oh hello <laughs> it's such an honor <laughs> yes. he was, and he did he that was some a choice he made himself mm-hmm. he wasn't given that direction and they loved it so much they were just like okay you're going everyone's going to act like you yeah and i i <laughs> applaud him for that because it is a series of wild decisions yes. that at first are like very grating and kind of annoying <laughs> but once you accept that they're just doing this mm-hmm. it becomes funnier and funnier <laughs> and like their their mannerisms are like very funny yes um, yeah cuz they're trying they're they're trying to imitate human speech and human mannerisms but don't have that grasp of it yet right and they're also <laughs> it should be noted they're they're like octopus people yes that are like mass you know they're they're just masquerading as, as men mm-hmm. and women yes they don't know how like you see the way they walk is like very bizarre where mm-hmm. they they have almost have their hands in front of their knees and do very large steps and mm-hmm. and, and yeah just and they all kind of ha- looks very similar where they all have like black hair with like very neat cuts and yeah. they're weirdly pale and hell yeah it's amazing that guy I love I love their aliens in this they're so funny they're very funny the 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 thermians the thermians that's what they're called so um tim allen uh the the cat or the the limo that he's in gets like transported Mm -hmm. up into up into space into a spaceship uh so he awakens nesmith awakens elsewhere and does not grasp that the thermians are aliens and that he has been transported to a working recreation of the nsea protector the starship from galaxy quest Mm -hmm. So uh, he believes he's on set and must perform in character and uh, kind of hungoverly confronts the Thermian's enemy, the warlord Ceres, mm-hmm. uh, who is very well done in this film. Yeah, he's, uh, he's very funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I guess he's named after, they named him after a movie critic. Oh, really? Yeah, I think his name is like Andrew Saris or something. Oh, that's they, pretty funny. They, they named, his, named him after that, yeah. That's great. Yeah. Uh, he demands the Omega-13 device, uh, which if... Uh, to me, that sounds like a 13-inch long dildo, right? Yeah. Or Omega Bad Luck 13, right? Extravaganza. What the fuck is... What is that? It's a band. Or like uh, Bad Luck 13, right? Extra, it's a band, yeah. Oh, I, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> They're all right. I saw them. That that's a that's a band I saw that um, right when they started they they shot Roman candle fireworks into the crowd mm-hmm. and threw a severed pig's head and a severed lamb's head into the crowd and I got hit in the head with a severed pig's head. Cool. Yeah, it hurt really bad. There's, pig's heads are very heavy. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's that honestly that explains a lot. <laughs> that explains. You've you've you got you got you got pig CTE. <laughs> yeah. All right, all right. This this is all coming together now. Uh, excuse me, Britt. I like to call it pig-brained. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't simple. I pig-brained. I got pig brains. 
It's genetic. Yeah. So that's what ha- that's what you call it when you get hit in the head with a severed pig's head. Yeah, and get fucking a concussion. <laughs> get a concussion. Cool. I'm pig heads now. I yeah. got pig head disease. Yeah, <laughs> you got a case that pig head. <laughs> case that pig head. So, uh, the Omega-13 is a secret super weapon mentioned in the show's finale uh, in the two-parter that mm-hmm. we mentioned earlier. Uh, and it has never been used, and its capabilities are unknown to all. Mm. Yeah, so what do you think it does, not knowing the end? I was actually wondering how the Thermians, mm-hmm. because this is like an unaired, like the Omega-13 is part of an unaired two-parter. Right. So they never seen it. Right. But they were able to build it, though. I know. It doesn't make any sense, because it doesn't explain what it does on the show. No. And so how would they know, like, how to construct it <laughs> or it, anything like that? But it is interesting, like, none of the actors know. Yeah, no one knows. It's just, like, this mysterious <laughs> thing, which honestly like, I'm fine with. It's something yeah. they never explain, and I think doesn't really need explanation. Yeah. Because it is, like, a literally a deus ex machina. It, yeah, and, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And it does, it, does do, it does do, like, the, like, impossible at the end. And, mm-hmm. But, like, I was... I was kind of wondering because, like, you know, and it demonstrates that a lot of the actors, like Laredo and stuff, like, and like all of them, and you know, and and Alexander Dane, and mm-hmm. they all they all know the episodes by number. They like, do. They they demonstrate that they have like an encyclopedic knowledge of each episode. Like mm-hmm. they're like, oh, like you know, like episode seventeen. They're like yeah. instantly know what they talk they're talking about. Mm-hmm. But then like they all filmed the the the, the Omega thirteen two parter was filmed and never aired right so you think they would remember what omega 13 did maybe that's one that you're probably right you're probably right that's (laughs) that's probably a a giant plot hole i hope someone got fired for that blunder (laughs) i i hope someone's dog got shot by a cop for that (laughs) i hope someone's dog was forced to eat rocks and they threw it over a bridge into some water Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's that's that's. Where did that come from? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. You're the vegan half of this podcast, dog. That was. Whew, that, I just I just channeled some darkness right yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, you reached deep inside for that one. I'm sure. Wow, I gotta that's, sit with that for a moment. Yeah, yeah. That's not just like all you think about while you're driving. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Forcing no. people to eat rocks and throw them into a river. <laughs> that's, that's just what you quietly whisper to yourself in a car with no music <laughs> on as you're going through the Jack in the Box drive-through. Yeah, I'm just gonna like I'm just gonna eat some rocks. I'm gonna throw myself <laughs> over that bridge. Yeah. <laughs> so. um uh, Nesmith gives some random orders and manages to temporarily defeat Saris by uh, ordering like both cannons fired, mm-hmm. the left and the right, the the red and the blue, <laughs> completely, completely emptied, like my balls. Oh, nice! I have a red and a blue one. <laughs> as long as you keep them empty at all times. <laughs> yeah, it's I, uh, I I make I, I paint it like a Braveheart. Oh. Yeah, before I go into <laughs> battle, and that's what I call sex. And then you make your dick all go freedom. <laughs> <laughs> I do, and then I make it say some other things that uh, Mel Gibson also said. <laughs> your dick's canceled, bro. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> your dick's canceled. <laughs> Damn, dude. Damn. Damn. <laughs> um. 
So, <laughs> uh, after the grateful Thermians transport him back to Earth, uh, Jason realized the experience was real because, like, mm-hmm. they they put him in this like kind of like big cargo bay area mm-hmm. and then it all turns dark and then he's like covered in this jelly liquid stuff and a light is placed on him and then it opens up to a great shot of like the a fucking planet there near and just like an mm-hmm. endless universe basically and he's like whoa <laughs> and they shoot him through a black hole back to earth and then uh, the next thing we see him like smoking and shaking <laughs> next to his pool at home I did. I did like that. I like how they kind of tried to reimagine a lot of like things, like transportation and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like transporters and like. And I like the idea of yeah, just being encased in gel and then shot through the universe. That's mm-hmm. that, was, that was a pretty good, yeah, pretty good visual and just like absolutely terrifying. And that's apparently also like I guess like the writer initially wanted like it to just you know have the possibility that Nesmith like all of this is just Nesmith's dream. Mm-hmm sort of have some sort of like uh you know interpretate you know open interpretation to whether or not like once he gets falls asleep in the limo and he wakes up in this then he wakes supposed to just wake up in the spaceship to make it oh. yeah but i guess but, like but, but the ending kind of negates that idea yeah and also unless yeah. unless that's just the limo crashing <laughs> yeah, the, limo <laughs> like crashing. The, the fucking driver like has an aneurysm <laughs> in the middle of driving yeah and then it just crashes through the fucking <laughs> convention center yeah. and the whole cast gets out <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I guess like the director, he decided to add like the 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 shot of the limo being shot up in the in the in the air to keep oh. any sort of like you know like interpretation like right like, right know. yeah but it would but I think it would have been interesting yeah to have that sort of like is it real type thing you know you have like total recall or something where <laughs> it's like oh is this all did everything that happened Nesmith's dream or is mm-hmm. it like like the game like the game like the game great film. Oh yeah, by with Michael Douglas. Yeah, with with Michael Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas. <laughs> Michael Michael Bunghole. <laughs> gay actor Michael Douglas. <laughs> gay actor. He's he's so gay. Yeah. yeah. Um. So. Uh. The other cast members are opening an electronics store, uh, which is maybe the funniest scene in the film. <laughs> yeah. uh, Ali, um, I like it's right outside the um, convention center as well, where they're having the... That's true, it is. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. Yeah, I mean, not a big lot, I guess. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and for some reason, no one no one at the con- that's going to the sci-fi convention decides to use this lot for parking. Uh, they probably had it posted. No, uh, no, yeah. no event parking. That's true, yeah. Although this is an event, so mm. right, we're finding we're you know we're talking about this. We're finding some plot, plot holes yeah. here. <laughs> I guess this isn't excuse, a good. I guess this isn't a good movie. Excuse me, there was no event only parking sign <laughs> in this lot. Yet there was no one parked here, and there was a convention going on next door. I don't buy it. You know, I don't fucking buy it you know, for a second, Buster. Spoiler: I mean, I did give this this like movie an A. Mm-hmm. It's quickly becoming an F. Yeah, <laughs> like obvious. There's too the, many. There's too many glaring potholes. You know, a, a Mormon co-writer couldn't have saved this, no matter what. No, absolutely there's, not. There's too many things. He didn't think to add like a no parking sign, mm-hmm. so that no one from the sci-fi convention could park there and, like and you'd think i mean the mormon you fucking they always have no event parking signs at the mormon church it's true they always have them because yeah. they have plenty of parking mm-hmm. but only for their people only for their people only for their only, people only for the people who wear the special underwear yeah and, 
they know they know if you don't not wearing it yeah right <laughs> they don't they don't have yeah event parking for the cradle of filth concert no. i was going to no. i learned out the hard way oh really yeah they towed my car they did at cradle of filth no <laughs> i wouldn't go to a cradle of filth concert <laughs> i would yeah i think i think they're really funny yeah like, they're funny <laughs> they like i'd love danny Bill, like, ah, <laughs> he's a silly, it's, it's silly weird. He's he's a tiny guy. Yeah, yeah. I saw the Muborg gear once. That, yeah, I've the, seen them before. They're all that right. had the that had the former drummer of uh, Cradle of Filth in it. Oh yeah, they they all have the same drummers. Yeah, that's yeah, it's all like big. Just, yeah, there's only like a couple drummers that can be like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Just machine drumming. Yeah, do the double bass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, um, the electronic store opening is very funny and, uh, you know, they have, uh, Alexander, uh, delivers his line by Balthazar's hammer. What a savings, <laughs> what a savings. which is like the best line in the entire film, in my opinion. Yeah. It's a like Gorney Weaver's like elbowing him, like say the line. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he looks like he's being, come on Bart, say it. He looks like he's being tortured and he's just like, <sighs> my crab thaws hammer. These prices. <laughs> what, no, uh, what a savings. What a savings. <laughs> what a savings, Mr. Potter. Mr. Potter. Uh, ho, ho, ho. Now I've got a machine gun. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I love about like these incredibly British actors is like I feel like everything they do is mildly gay coded. Oh, British. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's something about like very like very prissy like British men that's just so gay. Mm-hmm. And I love it. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> um so Neth Smith attempts to convince the other cast members, uh but is rebuffed after accidentally mixing up his communicator with Justin Long, uh, who was at the convention the day before, mm-hmm. whose name happens to be Brandon. Ooh, let's let's go, Brandon. go, Brandon. Oh, let's go, Brandon. And you know what? And that's good. they should have had that chant because Brandon saves the day. Saves the day, right? And so I I don't usually like politics and film, but in 1999 they should have ju- definitely said "Let's go, Brandon." They should have said it. Yeah. And then he should have been. And then Justin Long should have looked directly at the camera and said, "Like, yes, fuck Joe Biden." And, <laughs> <laughs> and it would have made any sense to anybody. <laughs> But it would have made sense to us now, I mean, 24 years later. It would have made sense to a leftist 24 years ago. Yeah. Like, because they would have been like, yeah, Joe Biden is a senator who fucking sucks. He, he blows. Yeah. Unfortunately, that Crime I, bills I was only 11, yeah. so I didn't really get this shit. No. No. No, Joe Biden. Yeah, but, you know, Justin Long, he would have known. He would have seen through the the veil of time he would have that's probably why he chose the name brandon because yeah, he saw that coming saw that coming so let's go come brandon let's come brandon <laughs> let's come brandon <laughs> let's let's come brandon come. <laughs> um let's come brandon so um when the thurman lalari appears and requests jason's help again uh, that's nesmith the cast Thinking it's a job, join him, including the MC from the day prior, Guy, uh, the guy who's played by Sam Rockwell, mm-hmm. um, who played an ill-fated red shirt in only one episode, episode 81. Yeah. Everyone is shaken up uh, except uh, Tony Shalou. Or, so, yeah, they're all transported in the weird jelly things. Mm-hmm. And everyone's very shaken up uh, because they see the um, Thermians in their 
their original form, which is like octopus people, mm-hmm. and they put instruments all over them and probe them and put a thing in their ear. One octopus was holding a speculum. Oh, yeah? What yeah. do you think they were going to do with that? Uh, well, clearly, like, a gynecological exam. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Give me that gynecological exam. <laughs> That'd be funny if they're just, like, they just u- end up using it on Sam Rockwell. <laughs> <laughs> that would have made sense for his character, I think. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. He could he could be a trans mask. Yeah, or, sure. Yeah. It's also funny, like, he's supposed to be, like, he, presumably, like, he had played an adult mm-hmm. on um, the show prior. Yeah. But he's actually three years younger than the actor playing Laredo, who was a child on the show. Oh, interesting. Yeah, he's yeah he's actually three years younger than um, young Laredo. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. That, that's, uh, that's, that's kind of, that's a fun fact. That's a fun fact. Fun fact. <laughs> so, um... Everyone is shaken up uh, from being transported, except for Tony Shalhoub, who says it's a hell of a thing. Yeah. But then again, he doesn't really see the octopus people in their... No, he doesn't. But he will later. He will later. Oh, he will later. Intimately. Intimately. Entimensly. They're going to eat an Entimens cake together. Yes. Uh, Entimens pound cake. What's your favorite Entimens snack before you went vegan? I definitely like the chocolate chip cookies. They're really good. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, I always like their pies are pretty good, like mm, the fruit pies, yeah, the and they also have a chocolate cream pie that's mm. pretty good, which is what I call it when I go to the bathhouse <laughs> and get fucked by ten black guys. But <laughs> 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 I haven't had, yeah, I haven't had Intamins and Kai. When you asked that, I was like realized I haven't had Intamins in over ten years now, so I don't even, I barely remember the taste. Boo! <laughs> I'm sorry. Boo. <laughs> Boo this man. Boo. <laughs> yeah, fuck you guy. <laughs> think about what you've done. I'll think about it. Yeah, you should. I it's a real fucking shame, brother. I have I haven't no intimins in my in my bloodstream. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to intimins <laughs> test you for the podcast. <laughs> For every podcast. Your intimens levels are too low. I <laughs> uh, wonder if that... That doesn't break HIPAA because I'm a business. I guess you're not technically an employee. No. Yet. Yet. I'm going to steal your social security number and make you an employee. <laughs> My social security number is... No, I'm just kidding. No, no, go for it. Uh, no. Sorry. I was pushing to talk. <laughs> <laughs> No, I got it. I got all that. You got it? I got all that. Okay, good. It's uh eight six one <laughs> three four six six two six. Damn, that is good. That is that is it. Yeah. Yeah. Well actually it's eight six <laughs> Oh, that was an actual joke. That was an actual joke. Yeah, well I censored it. Good. So no one will no one no will one will know the joke. Yeah. Good. You're welcome. <laughs> um, so, <coughs> aboard the Protector, uh, they take the Grand Tour, and the cast learns that the Thermians, who are octopus people, possess no concept of fiction and believe episodes of Galaxy Quest are, in fact, true historical documents. Inspired by the crew's adventures, uh, they have based their society on the virtues espoused by the show. So this is like a 15-year-old society, I yeah. guess. 
which yeah. uh, I think Neelix is interested in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do kind of like that too because that is kind of what what fans of Star Trek do anyway. Like mm-hmm. we kind of try to live by the ideals of Starfleet. Maybe you. <laughs> I'm trying to be a, a Terran over here. I'm trying to live yeah. in the mirror universe and like kill things and get funky. That, that explains the goatee you've grown. Mm. <laughs> I've got one on my balls too. Yeah. It's on my balls too. <laughs> it's like that's why I call it the Spock cock. Hell yeah! His evil, evil Spock's goatee. Yeah, down there. It's a, it's a great episode, Mirror Mirror. Mm-hmm. It's not a good episode. <laughs> it's one of the worst, and I'm sure someone will ask us to do it in the near future. Probably. We, we don't get, we don't do too much too much TOS. No, but there's some fun TOS, and there's mm-hmm. some bad TOS. Like, yeah. and there's some like real mediocre TOS as well. Yeah, unfortunately. So I, I'd be good with the really good or the really bad. Like, I had a good time doing Spock's brain. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, TOS is not one of my favorite ones. It's actually probably, like, I mean, before the creation of, like, Picard and stuff, like, it was mm-hmm. probably, like, the lowest yeah. on the tier of how, where, of how I rate my Star Trek series. I'd probably put it around Voyager in my terms of enjoyment. Mm-hmm. I, I really like a lot of what they're going for, mm-hmm. and, like, I, I really do fuck with Gene's vision. Yeah. Um, and his horniness. And the horniness. Yeah, he's super fucking horny. Got the green-haired girl, got the Orion slave girls, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Keep going. <laughs> Keep going. You got... <laughs> got the Tellarites. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The pig boys. Big pig boy. <laughs> squeal. Squeal for the pig boy. Well, we just lost all of our listeners. We did. Sorry. That's fine. Uh, we do this a lot. <laughs> Lose all of our listeners. <laughs> then gain them back. Because mm-hmm. we, we have the men in black uh, memory erasing machine. Yeah, we do. So we just go after... Every- it's, it's called everyone who listens to us smokes weed. <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> Cool. Thank you for smoking weed, everybody. Thank you. Thank you for smoking. Yeah. Um, so the uh, Thermians have just learned of lies and deception. And don't realize that the show is just entertainment. Uh, Alexander also meets a Thermian named Quelek, who has centered his life around Dr. Lazarus's people, mm-hmm. which is pretty fun. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Yeah, and we really like Quelek. Um, yeah. He's just a, a good character, a good addition, a good, like, heart to the, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. The show's, like, someone who's, like, you know, uh, like an obsessed fanboy in a way, but, like, very genuine about it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and he and like he definitely believes like because mm-hmm. it, it's basically like the things that he says like the Macthars thing or whatever like it's like saying as if like if we actually believe like the Vulcan neck pinch could work or right, mind mel- right. or mind melds like it's like he's basically a guy like that yeah yeah but he actually is making it work somehow yeah making it work yeah through, I love through, how through this sheer force how this society has just like <laughs> actually become a faster than light peoples just by like. <laughs> putting together bullshit put put on by like a star trek type show <laughs> yeah like that that's that's a really just funny idea in general i think yeah i do like that it's kind of like you know and this 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 idea has also been replicated you know in star trek itself you know like the enterpriseians mm-hmm. like oh and, yeah yeah and prodigy and stuff yeah yeah that was a great episode that was a really good episode um yeah big big fan mm-hmm. um so 
Ceres, uh, the big villain guy uh, with a big eye patch, uh, returns Looks to... Looks like a General Chang from uh, Star Trek Six. A little bit, yeah, 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 except like a big bug man. Yeah, but, but he has like the bolted on uh, eye patch. He like does, him, yeah. which is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think he takes it off to have sex? What, with his eye? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> what are you saying? Like he takes it and then like uses his eye to... Oh, uh, yeah. His, his, his empty socket. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, he's like, fuck my Because <laughs> otherwise I don't think he would actually need it off for sex, no. I think that would be a whole thing, you know, unbolting it from his bones. Oh, yeah, and he's like, yeah, just, just lube it up a little. <laughs> yeah. Just lube it up a little. <laughs> Not too much. I like it a little rough. I'm going to say, you know, it, it, but it probably sucks because it probably does stink under there. Oh, it probably smells. I mean, like he looks like a stinky guy in general. He does, and just but then like you just have like it because it, it doesn't cover just like it covers a large area around his face that probably sweats and then like mm-hmm. and like it just like bruise under there. He probably has a very bad skin condition under there. So it's not, yeah, it's it's not just, a healthy. He's probably making some eye yogurt up in there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> eye, eye kombucha. Yeah, just start coming out through his nose, just like the eye kombucha. Just like <laughs> like scobies are just popping out. <laughs> He's just like, oh, damn these eye scoobies. <laughs> a little Neelix type guy is just wandering around after him. You're like, ooh, ooh, another one for the sourdough bread. <laughs> Time to make some cheese. <laughs> to make the kombucha. Yeah, you know fucking, he, you know Neelix loves kombucha. Oh, absolutely. He He's probably a, eats the scoby. Oh, he does. He fucking douches with the scoby uh, somehow. Uh, <laughs> God. I just, I, I succeeded in disgusting you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you like, you were visibly shook. I did. I, I had a physical reaction to that. I did. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I'm impressed with myself today. I, I mean, I, I apologize, but also very impressed. With very myself. impressed. <laughs> Um. So Tony Shalhoub. Uh. So okay. So Sarah's returns to attack the protector again. So Tommy, the ship's pilot, um, who played young, what's his name? Uh, Laredo. Young Laredo on the show. He was like a kid, kind of like Wesley Crusher. Yeah. Uh, he hits the turbo button and he holds it down. Uh, Tony Shalhoub calls up and nonchalantly tells them that the ship is breaking up and he can't hold it much longer. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a really fun like juxtaposition to like, you know, like Scotty mm-hmm. and, you know, like Jordy being like real frantic about everything when mm-hmm. it's happening because he's he just seems stoned. He's like, yeah. so um, <laughs> not a big deal, but uh, engineering down here says we can't hold it together any longer and the ship's engines are going to blow. <laughs> and it's it's like a very, very great, straightforward delivery. Yeah. We, I, I remember when I first saw this mm-hmm. uh, movie, I couldn't understand what was going on with him because I didn't understand since there's no actual drug use so- um, mm-hmm. scenes where I was just like, why is he like this? I just thought he was just like really weird and i think he's just a, yeah a cool guy yeah he's just a cool guy and so then like yeah it's like okay yeah he's supposed to be getting hot and i think that would have been funny if he did just like have like a really extravagant bong with him but I yeah mean, and then that ends up like saving the day somehow <laughs> that would have actually been funny but i think maybe it would have taken away from the film a little bit and made it yeah it would have also a little too zany and it also would have like given it like a which is funny because like uh, uh, one thing that would have been funny is just a very short scene showing like him like 
uh, having them made like constructed or replicated a very ornate bong. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, and, it's and, beautiful. And, the, and they're like, so <laughs> you're saying you put flowers in it? And he's like, something like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they make him a crack pipe. <laughs> Which is it's just funny because like they did like take out like a lot of the overt drug references because of Tim Allen's involvement because he wanted to be so family friendly. Interesting. And Maybe that's why they put a Mormon into it. That's true. And like, uh, but it's just funny like knowing Tim Allen's past where he like was dealt busted, cocaine, dealt cocaine, and then ratted on all of the bosses, yeah. all of his higher ups. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So fucking A cab includes Tim Allen. A cab does include Tim yeah. Allen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, definitely. You should have that sound effect. I you. should. I, I used to, if you recall. Oh yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll put it on this one sometime. Mm -hmm. But I think I think like, one of the first jokes you ever said to me was like something around that ended with the punchline. You know, something about home improvement. I can't oh, oh, it's a it's a, a fucking uh, Tim Heidecker joke. Oh yeah. Um, it, it goes like. <laughs> So I do stand-up comedy, uh, and a lot of people are like, oh, you mean like Tim Allen? And uh, my response to them is... That's good. Yeah, it is. He, he's got some great bits. He's got I, some good bits. Yeah, I saw him with Neil Hamburger one time. Mm. Live. That was a great show. God, that was amazing. Yeah, both of them absolute comic giants, mm -hmm. for sure. So, uh, the Protector barely escapes Ceres' uh, ship through a magnetic minefield. However, the ship's power source, the Beryllium Sphere, is severely damaged. Oh no. The humans travel to the surface of a nearby planet for a new sphere, which they snatch from uh, ferocious, childlike aliens with a mining colony. <laughs> <laughs> um, they escape from them, but then Nesmith has to... Uh, fight a giant pig that they keep mm -hmm. on calling like a, th a thing. I forget. Gragnock. Gragnock. There you go. Yeah. Like Gragnock. Gragnock. Mm -hmm. So he's fighting this pig and uh, he's calling up to the ship, telling them to like do something about it. And so uh, Tech Sergeant Chen, played by Tony Shalhoub, uh, must engage the inter interstellar conveyor belt mm -hmm. uh, in order to get him back. And it's supposed to be like a transporter, yeah, basically. Yeah. Uh, which they don't use since they have like the the transport jelly thing mm -hmm. that doesn't like chop you up into a million pieces and send you back. Mm -hmm. So they use it on this uh, giant pig that they think is a Gragnock, but uh, it 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 brings it back and like turns it inside out and <laughs> then it explodes in a very like Cronenbergian uh, way, which yeah. is pretty fucking sick. I do like how like uh, the one uh, uh, Thermian tab is just like. Oh, sorry, I'm just so amazed to watch you watch the master at work. Mm -hmm. The conveyor belt is more more art than a science. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, That's a great line. It is it is really funny and then like he just like yeah, makes the pig explode. Like mm -hmm. a la like, you know Star there's a lot of uh, really good um Star Trek the motion picture references in this. Absolutely. Like yeah. uh, like when, the transporter. Like the transporter, yeah. yeah, the transporter mishap and also in the beginning when like they first um perceive like he brings the um the crew Oh to see the protector. To see the protector, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, very yeah. That reminiscent. Reveal is very much TNP. Yeah, and also and uh and also when um Laredo's bringing it out of dock and mm -hmm. <laughs> like oh yeah, oh, yeah. It, it, it like screeches against the hole yeah, yeah. that's very funny that, but, but yeah it's got it's sort of like yeah the how it's like leaving in the dock and um in the original motion picture mm -hmm. then but yeah of course yeah laredo like scrapes subverted. The side. Yeah, very sub subverted. subverted 
Yeah, and that's the thing is like a lot of this is like more subversions of Star Trek than anything. Yeah. Which is pretty fun, you know? It's, mm-hmm. it's almost like an Adam's family of Star Trek. It's mm-hmm. like, what would Star Trek do and kind of turn it on its head? Yeah. We do things a little differently around here. <laughs> yeah. You know? What if we had really incompetent people in the same roles? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. What if we had actors in the same yeah, roles? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, they, uh, after uh, beaming the pig up, uh, then the Gragnock, the actual Gragnock appears, and it's a giant rock monster. Mm-hmm. And not not like a crack no- rock monster, like yeah. uh, Hunter Biden has to fight every <laughs> yeah. day. He fights that, but he always loses. <laughs> he always the crack, loses. The crack rock monster Somehow always he doesn't wins. die. But, <laughs> yeah. um, or, or Doug Ford. Or Doug Ford, yeah. Who loved Doug Was he still alive? No, I think he died. Oh, Pretty sure. Oh, no. I could be wrong. Hopefully they made his body into a giant crack. I know he has a brother, right? Which one's the brother? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Tom? No. (laughs) Um, Tom of Fordland? Yeah, Tom of Fordland. (laughs) Yeah, him. The the real big gay fat man who draws things and smokes crack. Yeah. Um... So, I guess like also like Shatner I guess was mad that like they finally got the rock monsters for this because oh yeah because he, he, he wanted that in Star Trek Five yeah yeah that's pretty funny he famously wanted that but they didn't have enough money and mm-hmm. they were able to make that dream a reality and in uh, this in Galaxy Quest yeah that sucks <laughs> have, for him have the giant rock monster that he always yeah. wanted <laughs> bummer dude um yeah so uh. Chen ends up using the interstellar conveyor belt to get Nesmith back and get him back in one piece. And right at the last minute. Right at the very last second before he gets crushed by the old Gragnock. 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 <laughs> Gragnock. Gragnock. Uh, after returning to the Protector, they discover that uh, Ceres has seized the ship, demanding the Omega-13 device. Jason or Nesmith confesses that he is not an actual commander and shows uh, Saris the Galaxy Quest quote unquote historical documents. He understands they're just actors, and uh, Saris forces Nesmith to explain uh, to uh, Mathazar, the disillusioned Thermian leader, that acting in fiction are forms of deception, and in fact, they have been lying to them. Explain it to him as if he is a child. Yeah, it was it was it was a real hammy performance, and I loved it. Like he played a very comic bookie and villain. Yeah, Mathazar's reaction—he's like, mm-hmm, yeah. It's just like he's trying to cry and wail, but it just comes off as a, as out as a very weird melodic noise. Melodic yeah, kind, noise, kind of like what happens when I come. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sound like you sound like Hank Hill. Oh, I'm coming, Bobby. Oh. <laughs> Why would he tell Bobby that, man? <laughs> Ask yourself that. Why would he tell Bobby that, dude? That's a good question. Don't, I don't, don't have an answer for you. <laughs> I, I think the only answers are bad, man. <laughs> Never tell your son you're about to ejaculate. <laughs> if you if you're ever in a place in life where you're announcing to your son every time you ejaculate, mm-hmm. you need to check your values. Check your values. Check your value bank because you might be bankrupt. You know that's Hank Hill's decision that he did that. That's not my. <laughs> that was Hank Hill that said that. <laughs> hey, Bobby. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> don't. <laughs> no more. Um, so Cirrus activates the uh, protector's self-destruct mechanism and returns to a ship, leaving the Thermians and the cast members to die. He also locks up a bunch of Thermians in a room and, um, like... Uh, lets a little leak in there so they mm-hmm. die slowly because yeah. he doesn't think the uh, the other death is fast enough for them so the humans formulate a plan to abort the self-destruct sequence and defeat Ceres' remaining troops on the ship who have come back because uh, it's let to know that they have escaped mm. so using the communicator he accidentally mixed up uh, with him Jason communicates with Brandon let's yeah. go Brandon bring in back Justin Long I bet we if we went back and watched this again mm-hmm. I bet I bet he does say let's go Brandon at some point I bet he doesn't I would have noticed and I would have clipped it out and I would have jerked off to it All right. <laughs> I've got a folder of just let's go Brandon clips from other movies mm. um, and that's what I jerk off to now it's true. It's it's like something that you're you we're like conditioned to hear now. So mm-hmm. you would you would be like, oh my god, yes. Yeah. It's kind of like when I was watching. I watched that uh, rewatched that movie, uh, High School High. Which I Tom love Lovitz. that movie. And there's a point part where you know the bad guy he goes to a restaurant, and he orders a steak mm-hmm. and a glass of water, and mm-hmm. I was like. This motherfucker ordered sloppy steaks. Yeah, it did. That <laughs> motherfucker ordered sloppy steaks. They're like, no. And this is this is <laughs> He ordered the water. He ordered the water. I was like, oh my god, we got a we got a sloppy steak reference before mm-hmm. sloppy steaks. Well, you love to see it, and that's why yeah, you got to look out for those like inadvertent "Let's Go Brandon" references mm-hmm. from the past. So, um, uh, Nesmith and Gwen. Um, talk to Brandon and he talks them through the ship's core including arbitrary crushers and fire <laughs> they were just written into an episode of the show and so they included them, on, them yeah. on the ship which I thought was pretty funny and, and you can say at this point like um, they dubbed over um, Sigourney Weaver's uh, speech mm-hmm. where she was like well screw that but yeah. you can clearly see that she actually said well fuck that oh yeah yeah and I guess like um, that was one thing I guess they changed for the theatrical release like because actually like when they did test audiences like mm-hmm. they had the original like she where she goes well fuck that and I guess that actually had like the biggest laughs oh, of, really? of the of the test screenings yeah. and um, but I guess you know because they wanted it to be more fr- family friendly boo, yeah, boo. <laughs> so, so they took her out saying like well fuck that boo we fucking hate that decision. Yeah, but you can clearly see with her mouth, she definitely says fuck. We sh- let women say fuck. Let women say fuck. It's a natural thing, especially for women, because they are the most fucked in the world. <laughs> Literally true. and figuratively, yeah, I'd say. Probably. I would say so. Yeah. yeah. Except for, like, bottom gay boys. Mm. They get extra motherfucking fucked. <laughs> like, especially the ones on Grinder. Mm extra silly fucking fucked mm. all the time i bet dick city baby <laughs> dick city everybody going to the dick city dick city <laughs> <laughs> i don't even know you're gonna include that that reverb there yeah it was pretty good that's huh? good that's good that was pretty good i'm a producer baby producing producer baby. <laughs> um so Brandon also uh, reveals that the Omega... Oh, so uh, he leads them 
through the Omega-13 machine to get to the uh, self-destruct sequence. And he reveals that the Omega-13 machine is not a matter destroyer, but is in fact a matter uh, rearranger mm-hmm. that sends the, u- the universe 13 seconds into the past, which Nesmith says is enough time to fix one mistake. So already like doing a Chekhov's gun, Deus yeah. Ex Machina here, but they've been building it up the entire film, so I'm kind of okay with it, honestly, yeah. even though it doesn't really make any sense but how or why they built it. It also makes sense like, like it, like because it's like the TV show, a very cheesy TV show. Like, yeah, that would be like, that would be like an episode where they introduce like the Omega 13 right, as, as right. like as like a primitive and like since like the Thermians have no idea like they just they just built it <laughs> which right. I think uh, how, how could they have built it if they don't know what it does it's like, true yeah it doesn't make any sense yeah they have no idea what it does or anything mm-hmm. it's interesting yeah so meanwhile Quelec, uh who Alexander has grown fond of is shot and killed mm. um, by Saris's men. In perhaps the best scene of the film, Alexander yeah. tells him, by Grabthar's hammer, you will be avenged. And mm. it makes me cry every time. Every single time. It is such a great emotive scene. Mm. Fucking, it is played up so well. Like, it's it's just really well done. And it if you don't cry at this, you can go fuck yourself. You're a monster. <laughs> you, you're, you should go be a cop if you don't cry at this, because you feel nothing. You feel nothing. <laughs> You know, it had the perfect, perfect buildup and payoff because, like, Alan Rickman does sell it like saying those lines is absolute poison to him. Right, <laughs> right. The, up until this point. Up until this point. And where then he, like, yeah. Grants, his, grants Quellick's dying wish mm-hmm. to, like, hear those lines from him uh, mm-hmm. as he dies. And it, it makes, and it, you know, and he, and, dies with like a peaceful serenity on his face right right yeah. and then alexander goes in the hallway yeah. where uh the, yeah he the <laughs> the guy's gun is jammed and mm-hmm. he just goes up to him and beats him to death with his hands yeah. which is fucking sick that's <laughs> yeah, really good yeah um so uh with renewed confidence the crew challenges saris and draws his ship into the magnetic minefield uh they do a kind of a chase for a while uh, and Saris doesn't realize it, but the protector is dragging magnetic mines behind it. Saris uh, starts to come towards the protector, weapons and shields up, and their sh- shields down, uh, right before the protector cuts away and drags all of the mines into Saris's vessel, destroying it. Hells yeah. Uh, and this is just, honestly, just a great space scene. Like, the, the CGI isn't great on here or anything, mm-hmm. but it hasn't aged poorly. No. I guess. Um, yeah, it, it's completely serviceable for the film, especially since this is just, like, kind of a family-friendly comedy film. Yeah. It's 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 pretty great. Um, so the protector approaches Earth to bring the humans home. Oh, also at some point, I totally missed this, but... Um, Tony Shalhoub's character uh, uh, falls oh, yeah. falls in love with um, oh God's Lilaria, Lilaria, Lilari, Lilari, Lilari. Yeah, they like kind of just fall for each other, and uh, <laughs> he's definitely into tentacles. That's all I can <laughs> yeah. tell you. I do love that scene. Yeah, and, and like guy is watching. He's yeah, like, and he's oh, like, God. oh, that's not right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, which was very 1999 of him to say. Yeah, and it was like now I'm just like that is so outdated, but <laughs> yeah. like it, it's played pretty well. Yeah, yeah, actually, I would say like except yeah for that line, like I would say like this all this does have a sort of timeless feel, mm-hmm. 
where it's like there's not too many like um cultural moments that really like define it as being like the end of you know like 1990 like 1999 or anything mm-hmm. true, true. It, it seems like this could be a, been made yesterday yeah absolutely yeah except for like no one has cell phones or anything but there's right. no there's nothing that really makes it stand out as like you know being like oh here's in sync or something but at the same time no one has cell phones but no one uses landlines either they use the communicators That's throughout true. the entire film That's so it's like it does have a timelessness to it because yeah. there's no certain there's no flip phones in there which would date it there's no early iphones in there which would date it mm-hmm. you know they just have the communicators so it's undateable it is undateable yeah and which is pretty fucking sick yeah oh it's pretty cool and yeah and you, the only car we really see is like that one limousine and right limousines is, are basically always always same. look like a box yeah you, know? <laughs> I, I, you see 70 year old limousines all the time yeah. or, you know 30 year old limousines whatever mm-hmm. doesn't matter so uh, the protector approaches Earth to bring the uh, crew home, but Ceres, who escaped the ship's destruction, ambushes them on the bridge and fatally wounds several crew members. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nesmith is shot, but manages to activate Omega-13, which creates a 13-second time warp into the past, giving him and Mathazar a chance to disarm Ceres before he repeats his attack. And uh, Mathazar beats him with his cane that, <laughs> because he got injured earlier. He has mm-hmm. a cane now, which is yeah. pretty fun. I do like when, yeah, Mathazar comes back, you know, and after the initial f- defeat of, of uh, Ceres, he's like, mm-hmm. oh, 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 what a deception. You said the, the, the ship is only this big. He thinks, like, that he was being deceptive about it being a TV show. Right, right, right. <laughs> and, like, like it was just, a, a triple cross. A triple cross, yeah. yeah. Which was so fucking funny. Yeah. And, and I also like during, like, the Ceres scene where he's killing everyone. Like, every, it shows everyone gets shot except Guy. Yeah, the one yeah. Who, who's, who's afraid of getting shot the entire <laughs> yeah, film because yeah. he thinks he's expendable. Yeah, uh. I guess like uh, uh, Sam Rockwell played him as um, Bill Paxton from uh, oh, Aliens. Oh yeah, yeah, game over, man. Yeah, game over. Yeah, yeah he yeah. said he said he was inspired mm. by uh, by Bill Paxton for this performance. Yeah, which, which, which it definitely okay. Comes that, that that totally makes sense. Yeah, like like no, <laughs> hearing that. Yeah, because yeah. he totally plays it just like that. Like. A totally doomed guy who knows he's doomed, but oh. it's still kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah Bill Paxton's hilarious. Okay. I will say, like, I, th- I thought in Aliens, I thought they d- when he does end up getting killed, I thought it was like kind of anticlimactic. Yeah, they just kind of grab him bit. from they just grab him from the ceiling. I, yeah. f- I feel like as being like, I'm gonna die, man. Like he should have had like a really cooler death. Like he should have like exploded. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. So the protectors, the protector can't make it in the atmosphere of Earth, so the bridge separates from the main vessel to land the humans on Earth, while the main section of the ship carries the Thermians into interstellar space and beyond. Mm. Guided by Brandon, let's go Brandon, let's go Brandon. and his friends acting as beacons uh, using Roman candles, <laughs> the protector bridge crashes into a Galaxy Quest convention, coming to a stop at the main stage and probably killing several people <laughs> and like destroying many cars in the parking lot everyone's fine though but also like uh okay we'll talk about it after like there's some aftermath to this i'm very curious about oh yeah i guess yeah. That, would, that would that would bring up a lot of questions it's it's beyond an it's an intergalactic incident is what it is <laughs> yeah. so uh the uh day's cast emerges 
to the cheers of their fans, but Sarah's reappears as being as being introduced by Kevin McDonald. Oh yeah, yeah, they are introduced by Kevin McDonald, who he, I thought was a Quellic this entire yeah. time, but was not. I wonder if he if he did a um an uh, audition to be one of the Thermians. Uh, maybe Quellic because he's very similar. He's very similar, and he has a. He, I think he's able to do like a very weird speech pattern just oh like absolutely that. yeah yeah 100 yeah, that's why i thought it was him the entire time mm-hmm. too is because it seems like him yeah it's, yeah mm-hmm. um so uh the day's cast emerges to the cheers of the fans but saris reappears to threaten them again nesmith shoots and destroys him with his phaser <laughs> once again which would bring up a lot of questions and but the cr- they think it's a special effect the crowd does assume it's just special effects and I do like how it's like it's a real ass phaser, but mm-hmm. then it does have like a very like funny like end explosion because no. <laughs> there's like a little tiny flame that comes yeah. out like so it does look really fake and stupid. It almost looks like a firework. It does kind of yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the cast basks in the adoration of Brandon, his pals, and all of their many fans. Mm-hmm. Nesmith quiz- kisses Gwen, and the movie is over. Or is it? It is. Then we have like the the yeah. adventure continues. Yeah, but then yeah, after that, uh, we are let to know that uh, they get a after fifteen years they get a new show mm-hmm. called Galaxy Quest: uh, The Voyage Continues yeah. or something like that. And uh, and Guy is the security officer now called like Rock is his name. Yeah, Rock, Rock Ingram or something. Yeah, yeah and, that's a and, sick name. And then uh, and also Lara Lee is. <laughs> oh yeah. She like like she's, she's like an engineering now or something. Yeah, it's funny they they kiss and uh, her name is just Jane Doe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because and, and just she's she's great. She's really funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, that that's a delightful fucking film. Delightful film. Delightful motherfucking film. I I can't say enough good things about it. Yeah. Um, it is honestly nearly a perfect film. Like the way they, it's just, paced, they just needed to have that parking lot, like the parking it, lot explained. It's it's like yeah. <laughs> there, I mean, there's there's very few like inconsistencies in the film. I feel there's mm-hmm. um, a lot to love about the film. Like the pacing is like masters of the universe. Like yes. it is paced so fucking well. Mm-hmm. Like it has like perfect first, second, third act pacing. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything is like very clear like the scenes are all very snappy and fun mm-hmm. uh, the CGI hasn't aged horribly no like even like the rock monster is fine yeah that's that's the reason why I was like yeah it does seem like a timeless film because yeah you could easily just watch this and like the CGI doesn't stand off stand out as being necessarily bad I mean it, mm-hmm. it actually looks better than like Marvel movies yeah <laughs> because yeah. there's because this is back when like they actually had artistry attached to a lot of uh cgi and, and not, probably unions as and well u- and unions and there's not like just like a soulless factory like churning out like you know um cgi renditions of people's faces crudely pasted on on, on bodies mm-hmm. but yeah I would, I would say like this movie you can watch at any time like it's and it still resonates it resonates today there's still a star, massive star trek fan base like it's still like star like star trek is part of our cultural memory and mm-hmm. start and so yeah, it's 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 a it's a great film. Yeah, it's it's very fucking good. Uh, the music is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to figure out who did the music. Oh yeah, uh, it's David Newman is his name. Oh, here we go. Newman. Uh, oh, okay. So he's uh, b- best known probably. He he did uh, the music for Norbit. <laughs> <laughs> Another classic yeah. movie. Yeah. Um, 
everyone I, I, no, where, where, where's the norbit heads at out there in our in our listener oh, base like how many are there all our norbit he, fans he, he conducted the score to alvin and the chipmunks the squeak wall Woof. <laughs> so yeah he so he did uh, oh, he, gal- was, he was the conductor for serenity not bad okay not bad oh the firefly movie yeah yeah um the he was a conductor for robots the conductor for scooby-doo 2 the monsters uh monsters unleashed mm. the conductor for daddy daycare okay uh conductor for cat in the hat so he, he's eddie murphy's personal apparently so yeah. <laughs> he's in a lot of, yeah because uh dr doolittle 2 as well oh wow so yeah and eddie... Bowfinger. yeah no 100 percent. like wow he, that's so fucking funny i just professor. made a joke <laughs> oh my god so, so he's probably personally requested by um, Eddie Murphy then. Probably. He's probably yeah, he, like he's Eddie, Eddie Murphy's, Murphy's conductor. He's Eddie Murphy's conductor. He's like, Eddie Murphy's like, all right, I got a new film coming out. Mm-hmm. It's absolute garbage. And I need I need my best best uh, best composer on this. Oh, he played <laughs> he played violin on E.T., Poltergeist, Tron. Mm, oh, wow. Yeah. The Plague Dogs. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Twilight Zone, the movie. Oh, the what the ill-fated one where the people died. Yeah, hundred percent. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Hmm. Played violin on there. Yeah, he's he's all over the place. Wow. So he's he's an accomplished violinist. Uh huh. Eddie Murphy's personal composer. Uh, did uh was the conductor for for uh Rover Dangerfield? <laughs> oh, Rover Dangerfield. <laughs> yeah, the one. Oh where, my God. Where Rod, Rodney Dangerfield's a dog. <laughs> I love Cartoon that dog. Yeah. Hey, I get no respect here. I'm a dog. <laughs> <laughs> Cops are always trying to shoot me. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so, how much do you think this movie cost? I remember it didn't do well in theaters, so it did all right in theaters. It, it did all right. It made back twice what it cost. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say sixty-three. 45. 45, interesting. Because this was made in 99. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is before, like, yeah, we had, like, $100 million movies. And yeah. Like <laughs> um, no, we're probably, like, um, you know, factoring in inflation and stuff, it probably would be. Oh, yeah. Now, oh, yeah. absolutely. It'd yeah. be probably about $100 million now. <laughs> yeah. um, and it made back $90 million at box office, which oh, nice. is an okay return. So it made back double that. And then, of course, it has a huge cult following. So it made back a ton, I'm sure, on oh, DVDs and shit. Yeah, DVDs and mm-hmm. everything else. It probably has done really well there because it it is it it does have like a special i mean you talk to anybody who's seen galaxy quest and mm-hmm. just like i fucking love that movie no it's it's such a good movie i think it has like a 90 percent um yeah. fresh rating on rotten tomatoes and honestly that's like 10 percent too low <laughs> yeah exactly. like it's straight up it's 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 i mean it's no paddington too I mean, that's true. <laughs> Paddington 2 does a, have 100% though. Yeah. But it is like beat for beat, such a good film. There's so much not... I mean, there's very little to dislike about the film, I'd yes. say. It's, it's incredibly well I mean, the well parking paced. lot thing, I can't get over. But. Uh, yeah, the parking <laughs> lot. I, God, I hope someone gets crucified. Like, they actually make have to construct their own cross and be crucified on it just for that. Yeah. I hope, I hope like, all of his grandchildren have they to do need, that for generations. They need, yeah, each... each each like um, eldest male child of their bloodline has mm-hmm. to carry their own cross, yeah, and cru- and be crucified upon it. Yeah, on their eighteenth birthday. On their eighteenth birthday, so they know how sweet life can be. <laughs> yeah, That's for that continuity mistake. <laughs> for, the, yeah, for that continuity mistake. Yeah. Also, why did Sarah? Why was Sarah and his crew able to speak English? 
uh, that's a good. Well, I guess they had translators. I'm sure. Oh, that's right. They yeah, are they easy. Yeah, they have a universal translator thing. Cause oh, that's what's right. Her face is okay, broken, never so, mind. Yeah. yeah okay, they have. Per- they have translators. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. My bad. Okay, so it's, it's okay. just the it's just the parking lot um, thing that's mm-hmm. really keeping it from being 100 percent moving. Yeah. Also, uh, you gotta wonder like this would like cause like a bunch of research on an alien vessel yes. that crash landed on Earth. Yeah. Presumably, you know, and ripped the, through a parking lot. And there's an actual just alien just like living, and no one on questions Earth. it. No one no questions one, it. No one. Yeah. I mean, I'm not. We're not too sure if everyone knows Larry Lee is like actually a um, alien or no, not. No, she just looks like a goth girl, and people yeah. don't bother goth girls. No, she looks like the goth girl from scary. NCIS. Uh, a little bit like Abby. Yeah, Abby, we, yeah. We, we, we respect her by her goddamn name in this house. <laughs> all right. I never watched NCIS. Respect, I, I don't watch it either, but I know Abby. Okay. <laughs> I know. I know Abby. I've, I watch Abby clip scenes on YouTube. <laughs> Usually with your pants off. <laughs> never with my pants on, friend. You follow you follow that actress's career very well. She was in NCIS. And um, my dreams, NCIS, my, <laughs> my all dr- of my dreams, all of, all of your dreams, even the bad ones, even the, yeah, where she's chasing you with a chainsaw. But even mm. then, that's kind of erotic. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> hey, baby, why don't you come over here with our rum? rum <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's a excellent. Yeah. But yeah, like there is some um, and I wonder if like they did say recently that they were thinking about doing the sequel finally right right which and, would be fine i'd be mm-hmm. fine even though tim allen's a fucking cuck he sucks like he tim does. allen it's it's it, it is interesting like tim and allen also no alan rickman would really suck yeah no alan rickman unfortunately yeah. yeah he died uh-huh. um so they would have to explain that but i feel like if they were if they got a good enough script and they were able to like you know it it probably see these actors again dealing with like the cancelization cancelization of like you know the uh, the re, the uh, reintroduction right them. right right and, <laughs> and like them getting like one more go on streaming or something <laughs> yeah. like that but it, it would be interesting to see if they if they address like oh yeah there's alien technology on earth that mm-hmm. that was confiscated and stuff yeah and missy and yeah not, pretty much everyone's still like an actor and stuff like i, I think i just saw missy was i think missy Pyle was recently in um uh, the why the last man? I'm pretty sure that was her, hmm. and yeah, she and so yeah, it would be interesting to see like all of those people come back. Tony Shalhoub, Tony Shalab on that knob. Shalab, Tony Shalab on that knob. Mm-hmm. Sam Rockwell. I haven't seen Sam Rockwell in a lot of stuff lately. Yeah, me neither. I bet he's just sitting on a pile of cash. Yeah, I'm also kind of curious. I'm, I I when, when reading stuff about this because because he, he was in Moon with Kevin Spacey, right? And I guess. Like he was was didn't know if he was going to take this role, and Kevin Spacey is the one who convinced him to do it. So I'm like, are they really? are they friends? I mean, they could have been. I hope they're not still friends. <laughs> yeah, I know. But, yeah, and, and yeah, I hope I hope uh, hope they're not on like a personal working relationship. Hmm. Also, you know uh, who was originally set to direct this movie? Who's that? Harold Ramis. Oh, that's right. I saw that. Yeah, and and initially they were talking about having Steve Martin and Jason Nesmith's role. I could I, see that. Yeah, I could actually see that. No, I think he'd actually do a pretty good job in this role. Yeah, I think I think I think Steve Martin would have done an excellent job. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, yeah, he would have been. I mean, he's still really funny. He is. He's just a naturally funny guy. I watched a thing uh, of his the other day that was on like SNL. It was like him at a diving competition, mm-hmm. and like most of it was just like yeah, whatever. But like there was one part where he was eating a sandwich on the diving board, and then he just stuffs it in his swimsuit. <laughs> 
<laughs> and, and the announcer's like, oh, he's putting his sandwich in his swimsuit for later. <laughs> and it, it, it made me LOL for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. That was very funny. Yeah, he, he's, he's, he's such a such a funny guy. He's yeah. like, he's great. Like, um, yeah, God, I, I would have loved him in that role. I, I do. And I do really enjoy like I think Tim Allen's book. great in here. It's he just like, I don't think Tim Allen's good in anything, but he's great here. Yeah, he's great here. Like, which I, tells me maybe you like, don't like the Santa Claus. Uh, Santa Claus is fine. Uh, yeah. I hate the one with Martin Short. I know you do, yeah. and that's where you're wrong. But <laughs> that's something we'll always disagree on. I like know. that 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 fucking article came out about Mar- how Martin Short's not funny. Or mm-hmm. was that him or Dana Carvey? I don't remember. Martin Short. Yeah, and I was yeah. just like, thank God. <laughs> and I was finally like, somebody and I was, understands and, me. And I was just like, I will hunt this person down and skin them alive. That that person, that person was me. <laughs> I read that article. <laughs> <laughs> no thanks. Uh, I'm getting foreskinned, baby. Foreskinned. They're putting more skin on there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're, they're grafting. Foreskin. I want more skin. <laughs> yeah, they're they're grafting an extra three inches on there, so I can properly say I have a four inch penis. <laughs> and so you can properly say that you have a wizard sleeve. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me look in my wizard sleeve. Hmm. Yeah, I can. I don't have to carry a bag anymore. I can just put my wallet in there. Yeah, and keep Hershey kisses in there and just uh-huh. like squeeze them out when you need them. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> they get a little melty. I think. I think. Oh, but just just a little bit. It's like a, it's like warmed up to ninety eight degrees. Mm-hmm. So it's it doesn't melt all the way. It's still but it's still a little soft. Yeah, I think I think <laughs> it, it'd be nice to maybe like put a little Biscoff cookie in there. Oh yeah. 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 Yeah, Biscoff candy. Let it soak up some of the juices, you know. <laughs> Be like dipping it in a, a tea. Yeah, just like you're dipping a biscuit in it. <laughs> yeah, dipping a dipping a biscuit. Yeah, dipping the biscuit. Dipping the biscuit, baby. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Yeah. Yeah. What were you even talking about? <laughs> dipping the biscuit, dip baby. Dipping the biscuit. Dip <laughs> I love how you never know when I have the effect on. I never so know. Yeah, uh, not not that time. Sorry. No, sorry. It's all right. It's okay. It's okay. So, uh, we have anything else to add about this film? Uh, if you haven't seen it, if you somehow haven't seen this film, mm-hmm. uh, so what the hell are you doing listening to this? Like, you should have watched it. Yeah, and then listen to this. And then listen to this. Like, you should enjoy it in its entirety. It's mm-hmm. it's a it's a great film to revisit every once in a while. Yeah. It's it's straight up one of the best Star Trek films. And in fact, it was voted the seventh best mm-hmm. Star Trek film out of twelve by <laughs> Star Trek fans at a convention one time. And they ain't wrong. And I mean, no, they are wrong because it should have been it, number one. No, it it should have been honestly probably number two or three. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can definitely make the case that Star Trek Four is the best Star Trek film. You can, you can, you can. And and a lot of people can make the case that uh, you know Wrath of Khan is number two. Oh yeah, yeah, I can it, see that. No, literally, Wrath of Khan is Star Trek number two. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Damn That's it. the case I'm making. Fuck. It's, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I guess you would have just like the top would just be all the odd numbered um, Star Trek films, and then, the uh, the top. Yeah, the top, the top uh, rated, Star- top top rated Star Trek films. You mean the even ones? 
Even. I meant yeah, even. I yeah, even. Like, Sorry. Like, what's going on? I, I confused odds and evens there for a second. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, you did. I was... Yeah, I meant even numbers. Yeah. Even numbers uh-huh. with the like, at the top. TMP isn't everyone's favorite. <laughs> yeah, so it would be yeah, Star Trek 4, Star Trek 2, Galaxy mm. Quest. Yeah, and then probably Star Trek 6. And probably Star Trek 6. Yeah. Or, or for me, honestly, 5. I love mm, 5 so much. You do. You I do. do. You're, the, you're, the, uh, you're the 5 stan. I am the 5 stan. It's yeah. really, it's it's the cyborg for me, baby. Yeah, and that's part of why it, this is actually like should be higher rated because it actually has the rock monsters. It does have the rock monsters. Yeah. Rock monster! <laughs> rock, rock monster! monster! <laughs> rock monster! But it wasn't a rock, <laughs> it was a rock monster! <laughs> um, I love that they make the same song all the time. It's great. B-52s? Yeah. They're an amazing band. Yeah. Them, I've been watching a lot of them and Devo lately. Mm. Uh, B-52s are like the gayest band in existence. I would have to say so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, like Fred, uh, what's his name? Fred Schneider. Fred mm, Schneider. Fred Schneider. Insanely gay. Oh, yeah. He's he's like, I love his gay energy. <laughs> he's just like such a limp-wristed, like, mm-hmm. yeah, just yell, uh, brat. Dancing, dancing around on stage. He's, he's such a bratty bottom type, and I yeah. love him for it. <laughs> we, we love Fred Schneider. He's great. Yep. Yeah. He should have been in this movie somehow in some capacity. Yeah. Or maybe not. Uh, no, he should have done the theme song like they did for Flintstones. Oh yeah, yeah. Which, which, if you... Flintstones, <laughs> Flintstones, meet the Flintstones. They're a modern Stone Age family. <laughs> no. Yeah. Mm. Otherwise, you have anything you want to add about Galaxy Quest? Uh, no, it's uh, it is such a fantastic film. You need to go watch it. Yeah, I would say it's probably like a movie I like to put on if I'm feeling sad. Yeah, 100%. Like, it, it, it's a feel-good movie. Mm-hmm. It, it brings out your emotions. Mm-hmm. It's just unlimited fun. Yeah, It's got a great arc, great pacing, great editing, yeah. good music. You know, it's all together just a good film. Yeah, and hopefully uh, they do end up making the sequel soon. Mm-hmm. Nice. Or or perhaps a squeakquel. Oh, the squeakquel, yeah. The squeakquel, yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, we got the squeakquel guy on this, the composer. Yeah, the composer. Yeah, yeah. so he's, ar- he's already squeaked up. He, oh. he knows he knows what a squeak is. Squeaking and geeking, baby. <laughs> He's just like, oh, I got that squeakle in me. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that squeak, that dog, that squeakle dog is barking. I got that chipmunk in me. I got that chipmunk in me. Chip, 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 chip. Yeah, what did chipmunk sound like? I don't know. Beep, 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 beep. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, uh, oh, I do have. I have like a recording. I recorded uh, when I was up in the peninsula. I recorded a um, a chipmunk yeah, making we're, noises. We're not putting that on the podcast. <sighs> it's so good though; it's a really cute video. Okay, maybe we can do it after the credits, so people uh, don't right. have to listen to it. So that's true. That's true. So uh, anyway, thanks for uh, hanging with us, Soyager. Yeah. Be well, travel safe, and uh, go watch Galaxy Quest. It's a real go joy. watch that motherfucking Galaxy Quest. <sighs> Hang dong, or thanks for trekking with us, soy boys, girls, and lovely beans. Hang, Hang dong, dong and, and shocker. shocker.